Ladies and gentlemen, it's the season finale of Break It Down with Brian H. And because it's the season finale, I'm bringing on a special guest because we're going to have fun tonight. Just a cool show. So coming up, Break It Down with Brian H. No, baby, that's for somebody else. We're just going to keep you right where you're at right now. The Wrestling Realm presents Break It Down with Brian H. All right, ladies and gentlemen, as promised, I got a special guest on tonight. I got my big brother, Glenn Thomas, on. I got Santana. She's coming back. I got Brian A. Lyon. He's back. He was just here just a couple weeks ago. He had so much fun. He said, bro, you're doing the finale. I'll be right there. What's going on, y'all? How y'all feeling? Doing well, man. Doing well. Same here. Same here. Yeah, I'm glad, glad everybody's doing well. We in, we are finally, finally putting a close to this year, 2020. Um, the wrestling business is taking a different change. It's taking a different loop. Glenn, you know, not to put you out there, but you are the oldest of the clique. Um, <laughs> even you haven't seen a year like this one. Nah, I have never seen anything like this, man. But I, I like it, though. I really enjoy it, man. I'm I enjoy the Thunderdome. I'm enjoying the fans. Um, there's some shows are better with no crowds than others, but you know, Impact doesn't do anything for me with no crowd. But <laughs> kind of everybody's watching that now. They still don't do nothing for me. I, I, I'm gonna give credit to Impact where credit is due. They got black wrestlers at the top of the program, and and I think that's the best thing we see. We see your Rich Swans, um, and I hope he got his life together. I know he went through some challenges a few years yeah. ago, um, but you see the Rich Swans of the world. You see the um, Willie Max of the world. Even Moose, another one who's had some challenges. But you see these guys in the main event, so you know, props off to them. Oh, yeah, definitely. They got to do something. But, yeah, so I'm going to start off with January. We go back. Edge returns. Probably the highlight of the night. We all know, for those who may not remember, if you were um, not as connected to this individual as I was, meaning a huge fan, uh, the Royal Rumble, the same night that we tragically lost, in my opinion, the greatest player ever, Kobe Bryant. Um, But... It was the same night Edge returned. For me, I couldn't really enjoy the moment. As big of an Edge fan I am, I was an Edge fan. I remember his first match, June 22nd, 1998, on Monday Night Raw. I mean, June 21st. I don't remember that because the day before my little cousin was born. But I'm a huge fan. Santana, that night, Mm -hmm. were you shocked or did you kind of look into the dirt sheets? How did you feel about Edge's return? I was honestly pretty excited. Like, I literally remember it, like, watching it. Like, me and my boyfriend was watching it, right? And we literally turned our head for a second, and all we heard was, you think you know me. And, I mean, I know the neighbors were probably upset because we were hollering and screaming because it's like, what? It was like, I mean, we kind of figured that, you know, he was supposed to be, you know, making his return, but we didn't know exactly when. So, to have him come out at the Royal Rumble and have everybody lose their mind, like I think his return was bigger than the Hardy Boys. I would Whoa. say. Whoa. I would I would really I would really think that it was louder than the Hardy Boys. That's just my opinion. Don't jump on me, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I already got jumped before. So <laughs> but reason, that's just in my opinion, I think. Only reason I said that because I was there <laughs> when the Hardys returned. <laughs> me and too. I didn't know, 
and Brian was there with, and, you know, I know how that, that, that stadium rocked when the Hardy boys came. It was, it was crazy. It was crazy. It was definitely uh, a great moment when the Hardy boys returned. Um, Edge is up there, but I don't think it's up there with the Hardy stuff. So. For Edge coming back for me, I, I, I did the WrestleMania fan face. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, and then like, let me give him credit. 47 years old and got in the best shape of his career. Like, if everybody remembers towards the end of his career, he had started putting on a couple of pounds because of the, you know, layoffs and, you know, the injuries. And he put the work in to come back out, man. And for me, I was excited. I seen Rated RKO, and I was like, okay, we we, we back. I'm like, I'm getting back what I, what I know. So I was excited to see um, Edge return. Uh, Santana, I'm going to show you some love. But but over the <laughs> over the Hardys, ah, I mean, it's a good discussion, though. It would be a great discussion. Was mm-hmm. it because because the pop was there? The pop definitely uh, was there for Edge. So yeah, man, I, I enjoy seeing Edge come back this year. Hopefully, we can get him back again in next year. I'll say this: I understand what you mean as far as bigger than the Hardys from an aspect of Edge's career was over; it was finished. Mm-hmm. I think the thing that got me where one, like I mentioned earlier, I was you know emotional, but reason why I wasn't as shocked, I think because. He has says a tweet. He put a tweet out there saying he wasn't cleared, and we all know that you don't trust wrestlers who love the business. Kevin Nash, he does it all the time. He'll tweet one thing and mean something else. You remember mm-hmm. when I, and I take you back to an Impact Wrestling day when it was still TNA, I believe. Bobby Roode was going for the title, and everybody who's watching knew that he was like the hottest person at that time, and all of a sudden. Hogan says, well, it's really not Bobby Roode. James Storm is really the guy. And everybody goes in flames. And then what happens? Bobby Roode gets his title run. So I think if Edge had just stayed quiet, never said, well, I'm not cleared, I'd have been like, all right, you know what? Fine. But the fact he did that, that kind of ruined it for me, not going to lie. I was was surprised. I know it was sad day again, Kobe Bryant. But that moment, the wrestling took me away from Kobe Bryant and the issue that happened with him early in the day. Mm-hmm. And I was surprised when I heard the music and my 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 teenage daughter, who was a who was an Edge head, love Edge. Uh, she almost jumped out of her seat when she heard the music and Edge came. You know, I think it was great, and I think the run he had at the Royal Rumble was good as well. Um, and he set up the stuff that we saw later on in the year with him and Randy Orton at WrestleMania. But it showed that Edge had some. Um, he still has some left in the tank. Yeah, he definitely did, yeah. and I. Oh, sorry. What was you about to say? No, I'm saying yeah, he does. So I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that you know he does get that comeback within the next year that's coming up. Now, a couple of things that happened that night. We saw Keith Lee, who would eventually get to Monday Night Raw. At the time, he wasn't on the main roster, but we saw him shine. We saw him shine at the Survivor Series. A lot of times at Survivor Series, you could tell who's <laughs> going to be up next and i see uh brian just pulled out the belt um that night drew mcintyre went on to win the royal rumble uh mm-hmm. starting with keith lee what did y'all think about his performance and do you think he's lived up to the expectations i'll start with you brian well i mean you think about it survivor series was a great like push for him he came in i was excited for keith lee because let me tell you something me being a big guy, I'm like, yo, bring the big guys back. But then he got stale. 
He can't cut promos. He really isn't the best worker in the ring. So I Whoa. don't know if it was too soon. I don't think Keith Lee's a good worker in the ring. I think that he's a he can dominate a match, but I'm saying that can Keith Lee actually like not feel like that he has to be superior over everybody he faces? Can he take a good bump? I I I don't believe he can. I would love to see him get the strap, but guess what? It ain't happening because Vince McMahon's got to trust you, and if he doesn't trust you, you don't get this at all. It took Drew McIntyre what? 19 years. It was 19 years for a reason. Mm-hmm. Wow. Not a good worker, though? <laughs> I don't think he's a good worker. I, said to you. I, mean, think- I like Keith Lee in the ring. You know what I'm saying? I mean, although, you know, I feel like I do agree with you saying that he likes he's afraid to take a bump or whatever and that he has to dominate the ring, but I think Keith Lee is pretty athletic. You know, for for the size that he is, like he's done some things that I would have never expected anyone else to do. Now, Glenn, you go to um, you work in wrestling as a promoter, but you also um, they call it amateur wrestling. I don't like the word amateur. I know that's what the right terminology is. I yeah. prefer to call it shoot wrestling just because <laughs> it's it's real, real. And mm-hmm. I won't call the other one fake, obviously, but. Right. When you see Keith Lee, what do you think as far as his in-ring work? I think I think Keith can move. I think Keith can be a type of wrestler, you know, me, I'm going to bring it up, that athletic wrestler like Vader was at the day, or Bam Bam Bigelow. I think that big guy is gone. And, I, you know, I'm telling my age a little bit, but, you know, I think you need that big guy who can move and do some different uh, athletic things in the ring. I think that's what Keith Lee is. I think WWE booked him wrong. I think we – I said it a while, and I think we talked about it. I always thought Keith Lee going to the main roster should be a heel. I didn't think Keith Lee should be a face. Um, one, you didn't have too many at that time. You don't have too many African-Americans who are heels that can dominate. One of the biggest heels that we saw that could dominate would be Mark Henry. Why not bring a guy like Keith Lee in as a heel? Especially during this time when these fans are coming into the uh, Thunderdome, uh, you should be able to let, you know, Keith Lee could have flourished as a heel. Even if you think about it, Keith Lee could have been part of, you know, the Hurt Business if you knew that he wasn't where he was supposed to be at. And then you just dominate that group. Or you just establish more of that group. I'd rather see Keith Lee in that group than Cedric Alexander. Whoa, but, whoa, 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 whoa. People may say that, you know, it's bad. But I think I always think Cedric was good. And I'm, mm-hmm. I like Cedric. And Cedric is a great guy. You know, but if you wanted to establish a group, have two monsters. And then you can always break it off with him and Bobby Lashley later on with Keith Lee and Bobby Lashley. Just for storyline purposes. Yeah, I oh, know. Man. I know her business giving Cedric Alexander some TV time, so. But I'm I feel like, oh, so I'm gonna say this: one, I do think Keith Lee is a good worker. I think the issue, like obviously last week, it came out that Vince McMahon wanted him, Otis, um, the big guy, uh, I always Amis from with oh, AJ yeah. Styles, uh, and you know he wanted them to work on some things. I think that a lot of people blew that out of proportion. We saw that with the Big Show. We've seen yeah. that with a lot of people. I mean. What else are they doing? Their job is to wrestle and learn how to work. I just think that somebody wanted to have uh, something to write on the dirt sheets. And we're talking about it. So good job for them. So I do think, I, but I think he has to really like learn that WWE style. And I think that's what he's doing now. Mark Henry said he could bring back the big man magic. And I think so. So I'm excited to see where he goes with this. As far as the Hurt Business, though, 
I wouldn't have mind seeing that. I would actually, I like Cedric in there because we're starting to see more of his personality. Even if he was with Ricochet and Ali when at first, we could, even though he would talk, but we couldn't see, like Cedric got a little slick back in him, a little slick talk. We see that with his wife, with Big Swole, her doing that as a baby face all the time. I don't think it would have worked the same way with Cedric the way it is now. So I'm excited to see where he goes. But I think... Keith Lee coming up as a heel would have been different, but honestly, and granted, I didn't watch all his indie works. To me, it's kind of hard to see him as a heel because he just seems like one of those people who's a natural face that you want to get behind. And when he does win the championship, I think he will be like Kofi, somebody who's going to have all people of all different backgrounds rooting for him. My thing was, my fear with, with uh, Keith Lee was, if he joined the Hurt Business, it would have became the Nation of Domination. And that's what I didn't want it to be because that was one of my biggest fears. Number two, my second biggest fear about him is that he's going to become Ezekiel Jackson. And a lot of people don't remember Ezekiel Jackson. Oh, we don't want to remember him. <laughs> but see, that's my fear. So I agree with Glenn on one part. I think that his ceiling is like a, a Vader, but the bottom level is going to be Ezekiel Jackson. And Zeke had the look. He had everything he needed, but he couldn't put everything together. Like, I don't know if Keith Lee needs more charisma. I, I, I can't figure out exactly what it is that Keith Lee is missing, but I think in the ring, he has to be able to take that bump, that bump that makes you go, okay, this guy is a dominant big man, but he also can um, – lead his, his the worker in the ring to make him look as good as well because he's been putting the ring with good people. He hasn't been putting the ring with bad workers. He's had all good workers. And I think that's what sound events on Keith Lee. Yeah you, you do have a point that he has been working with some good workers, Randy Orton and some of those guys. He came in with Randy Orton, you know, that night. So he's been put in the ring with good workers. And I'm I'm reckon, you know, some of those guys are talking to Vince. And I mean going down by going backwards or I'm not even saying NXT is going backwards, a backward step. It's just honing your craft a little bit more and does and do it now while you don't have fans actually in the arena. I think it's a good move. I think Keith will be all right. Shout out to my boy uh Daryl Owen said the hurt business could be better, but they are holding them back. I'm not sure about that. I, I think they doing right where they I think they right where they're supposed to be. I, I see them going to another level. Do y'all feel like the hurt business being held back? Nah, I think they, I think they're doing. I think MVPs they're doing their thing. I think I do think um, Lashley does lose the uh, U.S. title to uh, to a, a Riddle, um, but I don't think it's holding them back. I think they're right where they need to be at. They're putting more light on guys with who you didn't see. I mean, let's think about it. You brought Shelton Benjamin back. Shelton wasn't doing anything over on SmackDown. Even when he came over to Raw, he wasn't doing anything. Shelton now again is having a good run in the WWE and again in the shine on C uh, Cedric Alexander. You know, I think MVP is doing a great job since he came back into the company, and the David and, and the company rewarded him with a new contract. So, mm -hmm. hey, yeah, you know, and uh, he brings up Keith Lee should have uh, Keith Lee got done wrong should still be NXT champ. I think what happened there, I think they honestly got it off at time because um, Karrion Cross was coming, and you know how sometimes you see that wrestler when you know it's like oh man this is the guy right here mm -hmm. and i think maybe it took too long to get the title to keith lee but adam cole was so hot but then cross mm -hmm. gets hurt and that's where things kind of got tricky to me nxt 
hasn't, it, it, you know, I, I'm getting used to seeing Finn Balor uh, as champion, and I'm, I'm excited about what he's going to do. But, you know, to me, like right now, they kind of, eh, you know, and we'll talk about that later. I want to get into WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. WrestleMania, empty arena. Glenn, I believe you were planning to go uh, yeah. this year in Tampa. Uh, Satana, mm-hmm. Brian, were y'all planning to go this year? No. no. Okay. You know, um, I knew <laughs> for me the time, I don't think the time worked out. Uh, but, you know, we saw that there was the show must go on. Hindsight being 2020, if I think it would have been great had they had did like SummerSlam. Like to me, SummerSlam was great. Uh, but overall, how did y'all feel about WrestleMania? Um, especially with being two nights. So I'll start with you, Santana. Um, my take on WrestleMania, I honestly thought that it was gonna be boring, you know, without the crowd. Because like what's a WrestleMania without crowd participation? Mm-hmm. You know, just amplifying the the wrestlers, and you know, I think that Drew McIntyre said that he was a little, he felt some type of way, you know, pu- you know, performing in front of a quiet crowd, you know, and I just felt like it it allowed you to pay more attention to the wrestlers than actually hearing the fans. Mm-hmm. You had an opportunity to kind of build those storylines and actually just really pay attention and just focus on what's going on in the ring, you know, and from, I believe that with having Charlotte Flair and, you know, Rhea Ripley fight, I think that that was a great match to me. Brought, oh, yeah, I, I love the women's matches and yeah. throughout that whole show. To me, they really shined and you really got, like you said, being able to see the art and mm-hmm. seeing how, you know, pay attention to the wrestlers. Uh, Brian, two nights of WrestleMania. What did you think about it? Man, you, you know, I, I give them credit because they were kind of put in a tough spot. Um, they didn't want to cancel it. I, I like the AJ Styles taker thing. That that was actually cool. I was kind of iffy on that because I was like, a boneyard match? What they going <laughs> to throw, like, dog bones at each other? I, I wasn't sure what was about to happen, and I was like, all right, cool. So I like that match. Um, I still want to see Drew get that WrestleMania moment because I still I didn't get the feel of a WrestleMania moment for Drew. It was a moment, but not the moment. Um, mm. Kevin Owens and the big bump he took, uh, I think that kind of helped. Out. That Seth Rollins-Owens match to me was one of the best ones um, on the card. So listen, I, I, I give Vince hell a lot, but I give him credit <laughs> on this one. He found a way to at least salvage a bad, you know, pandemic that we're still in right now. Um, so yeah, I was I was okay with him. I think I know my three year old son was still like, "Okay, Daddy, WrestleMania's on." I'm like, "You like it? I love it. Let's go." <laughs> Glenn, you watched it with your family as well. You uh, two nights of WrestleMania. What did you think? Um, obviously, you missing out being there um, yeah. because you know it's your annual trip, and you know we. I've been blessed to go to two of them with you. And so I know how it is. You know, we get down. Like, that's that's yeah. the, that's the guy's trip. But you yeah. missed it. How'd you feel about it? I thought it was great, man. For Like, as Brian mentioned earlier, for what they had to do and the time frame they had to do it in, uh, I think they did well with it. I think the Randy Orton edge match was good. Um, we saw, you know, saw them fight throughout the building. The Boneyard match was something different that we hadn't seen WWE really do on that type of level. 
Um, I thought that was a great cinematic match um, with them. I think, the, as you mentioned, the women did a great job on that match as well. And I think everybody worked two nights at WrestleMania. I would love it if even in out of the pandemic at WrestleMania were two nights. Um, because if you're sitting there and you're sitting there and, you eight, and I eat nine hours worth of wrestling, it get tiring sometimes. You get tired. But you know, I know they haven't been able to do it, won't be able to do that uh, when they after this is over. But I enjoyed WrestleMania. I thought it was great for what they had. And, and Vince did what he did could do with the – the grounds of what he can do it with within, you know, could you imagine WrestleMania if we had the Thunderdome up and running? I think that would have been better yeah. and it would have been, been better um, for the fans and, and, and Drew McIntyre liar. Cause when he left WWE and went to the Indies, he wrestled with no crowds. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put it that way. He'd been, he'd been in there before. <laughs> he won his WrestleMania moment when he won the title, so it was like you know. You know he's still, you know what? He's still <laughs> moment because he's the only champion to win the championship with no fans at WrestleMania. This Ooh. pandemic WrestleMania, where he will always have a WrestleMania moment, is known as the pandemic champion, in which he did a good job, man. You know, but he can still have a WrestleMania moment. He just won't be something that uh, with a lot of people cheer. Unless they I pump. I say this though, he was able to stay on top, right? Mm-hmm. Another guy who won the title the same night, we forget about. That's Braun Strowman. Strowman had the title, but man, uh, and, and Glenn, y'all said it on <laughs> the wrestling marks of excellence. This got his Roman back. Yeah. <laughs> Braun was a placeholder, <laughs> transitional champion uh, until Roman Reigns came back. And when Roman came back, you knew where the belt was going. You know, the belt was going to Roman as soon as possible, quick as possible. And Braun, you know what? Do the job. <laughs> give the ball, give the ball back to the superstar. You know what I'm saying? That's just like when the backup, just like NFL. When uh, when when Taysom Hill, when Drew Brees is ready to come back, Taysom Hill take the seat back. You know. I got my boy Mike Patton in the chat on YouTube. I gotta ask y'all this question. You think about AJ Styles Undertaker? Phenomenal match. It was something mm-hmm. different. Santana, I'm start with you, then go to Brian, then go to Glenn. Would that match have worked with the man they call Sting? A lot of people wanted that match. They wanted Sting versus The Undertaker for a very long time. Unfortunately, we never got it. Would that type of match have worked for them at WrestleMania 36? Me, I think it would as far as the cinematic form of it. But I don't think that's something that they would have wanted. I think they would want the fans to be there to witness this greatness that everybody has been asking for. That's what I think. But I think that was been really interesting. I mean, we got the American Badass bag. That's what I've been wanting for a long time. I wanted Undertaker to pull up with the leather and the, and the motorcycle. I've been waiting for that. And he brought that back for me. Maybe not him, else, but for me, he brought that back. So I got to ask you. How long did you want that to come back? Because and reason why it's I asked been it, so long, like okay. I got like I got tired of the you know the dead man walking, the, well the the hat and the leather jacket and you know and the deep voice or whatever and stuff to scare all the people. But I I really want the American Badass to come back for a while. And the reason why I asked that because in two thousand four, when you know he was gone, he left in two thousand three. All of a sudden, the vignette started with Kane. This is going into WrestleMania 20. And I remember, shout out to my boy, B. Harley. We were sitting there. It was like, all we know is that when WrestleMania come around, we don't want to see The Undertaker on a bike. We want to see the dead man come back. <laughs> so I asked you, 
you know, that was in 2004. Mm-hmm. Did you ever want to see this Undertaker return? And if so, how long was it before he wore out his welcome and you wanted to see the biker taker? Um, I think it was, um, I'm trying to see, like it was after he had left and, you know, he came and he did come back as a dead man. I think that when he did the biker taker, it didn't really last that long to me. You know, it didn't, it didn't last long, you know, Yeah. it didn't. So I felt that when he made that kind of return or even with, um, his retirement or whatnot, I think that would have been nice to have him. I got you. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I just read the comment. For those who listening on the podcast platform, oh Mike Patton of the Sports Awakening um, just posted on YouTube. They done rebranded Undertaker more times than they done re-released old Jordans. <laughs> I, I, I mean, That's you got <laughs> Is it that or has Big Show had more heel turns? Oh, man. Know? God. Yeah. Oh, Big Show, worried. Big Show's had more heel turns than anybody, Doug. <laughs> Honestly, but, I'm uh, tired of seeing the Big Show come back as a special surprise for a tag team partner. And my daughter I was loves upset when he came it's back. And, I was Netflix. upset when he came back. Yeah, yeah that's true. Funny. The show is funny. Listen, yeah. It's free, just free like, for the universe to block me tonight, right? I did not want Sting versus Taker. That mm-hmm. was That was 10 years past. Like, just think about it. Old and old truly never work together. Like, that Undertaker Goldberg, disaster, okay? (laughs) Goldberg can't work. I mean, we know Bill can't work, but I'm sorry. The the disaster was going to be there waiting. Um, Taker Taker does good at at that age and hit that point in his career. He did good with guys who could carry him in the ring versus him getting in the ring going, uh oh, I gotta try to carry you, and, right. that's, I, and that's what I was kind of scared about. And the expectation was there, so I think Taker going out on that last match with AJ Styles, even though it was the you know the drama and all that other stuff, it was a good thing. I think that it good it did good for Taker. It actually helped AJ Styles to me submit him more as a heel by being in that type of match. So yes, yeah. anybody that blocks me tonight, I did not want Sting versus Taker. <laughs> That was 10 years past. I was past that. So, but you, Hey, you're not by yourself, Brian. We might be the only two people that don't, didn't want it. I remember what was going to happen at Mania. Brian can tell you, I've always said I never wanted to see Taker and Sting in the ring because it was too old. Now, as a the question, the cinematic match, I think it works for both of them because you can call cut, take a break, come back, cut, water. take a break, come back, <laughs> water, whatever case may be, you know, give them the, you know, whatever they need to take <laughs> and, and let it keep rolling. You know, um, but I think it would have worked that way. You could have did a lot of things with the Crow Sting and then the Undertaker. So I thought, you know, cinematic match, it could work. But a straight up wrestling ring, nah, I don't know why I need to see that. Yeah. I, um, who, who, who are you going to give the win to? That's the thing, you know, and we we, we was mad at WrestleMania 31 when Triple H got the win. And which I didn't think he needed. It's unfortunate Sting that only had two matches. And he lost both of them. But again, don't like WCW. Huh? This doesn't like WCW. <laughs> right. You know, even Jericho had to wipe the WCW stink off before he became the greatest intercontinental champion ever. Right. Uh, but I, I just wish that I wish we could have got it. But like you said, it should have been long ago uh, where you would have seen the just the 
the moment would have been those two having a stare down. The mm-hmm. match didn't have to work. So, you know, I agree. It wouldn't have, you wouldn't have needed the fans there because mm-hmm. that just that moment. I mean, can you imagine that uh, at WrestleMania 34 in New Orleans, you know, and I picked New Orleans or Texas, those stadiums, because you could really play with the lights. They, they, they missed an opportunity when they gave us Undertaker and Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania 31. I think that should have been the Undertaker's year off, not WrestleMania 35, because we never got the, that character that Bray Wyatt had. We were supposed to see a pitch black arena with right. the Druids coming out and then with Bray Wyatt and, you know, the lights and all that. But, you know, um, I'm going to get ready to take a quick break. Um, I mentioned, well, some people may know if you listen to the show uh, last month around this time, that the Black Wrestling Alliance and the Jabba Tears podcast, along with a few of us, have put together the Jet Power X. And the Jet Power X is the top 10 Black wrestlers of the month so uh we're gonna run that and we'll be back after this because we got to talk about how the street profits how sasha and bailey have carried us through this pandemic we'll be back after this yo this is host a dazzle and this is the jet power 10 Welcome to the November edition of the monthly Black Wrestling Power Ranking. November saw a lot of action for our black wrestlers, so let's see if there was any movers, shakers, and any new entries in this month's list. Let's go. Kicking us off this month is Leo Rush. After teasing us with a few appearances at GCW, Rush turned up at UWN's Primetime, as well as on MTV's The Challenge. Rush also made an appearance at his home promotion, Maryland Championship Wrestling, winning the Rage TV Championship at the Bruiser Strong Memorial event for his former trainer, the late Bruiser, RJ Meyer. At number nine, Powerhouse Hubs. Hub shot the AEW world by joining Team Taz after attacking Cody Rhodes with an more suitable heel attitude and Taz-esque attire. Also backed up by the likes of Ricky Starks and Brian Cage, the AEW roster is now in fear of this powerhouse. And number eight is Bobby Lashley. Lashley makes the list on his own, being the only champion from Raw to win at Survivor Series defeating Sami Zayn in convincing fashion and also defending against Titus O'Neil and looking like an unstoppable United States champion. At number seven is Bianca Belair. And on mover at number seven, Belair was the first to qualify for the Women's Smackdown Survivor Series team. She would go on to be the only member left in the team in a show-stopping performance. She would then later beat Natalia and set up what looks to be a very entertaining feud already with the former Smackdown Women's Champion, Bayley. Jumping in at number six is Leon Ruff. Ruff is our highest ranking newcomer in this month's list after causing the biggest upset in NXT history by defeating Johnny Gargano for the NXT North American Championship. A week later, Ruff would defend the championship against Gargano, albeit with help from Damian Priest. At number five is The Hurt Business. Non-movers Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin defeated Raw Tag Team Champions The New Day in a non-title match, but came up short when the titles were on the line. Both men still find themselves in the title picture and look to take the championships from The New Day at TLC. Jumping two places to number four is The New Day. Raw Tag Team Champions Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods managed to defend their championships against The Hurt Business 
and have also won main event matches alongside WWE Champion Drew McIntyre. But the New Day came up short against this month's number three entry. That number three entry is the Street Profits who find themselves jumping up one place from last month's list. Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford won an eight-man tag match alongside their Raw counterparts, The New Day, before going on to defeating The New Day in a match of the night contender at Survivor Series Best of the Best. At number two is Rich Swan. Swan managed to hold on to his number two spot after defeating Sammy Callahan and Ken Shamrock in recent weeks. Swan also defeated the Rascals Dez and Wentz alongside third Rascals member Trey Miguel in what was their final match on Impact Wrestling. Swan continues to look strong as the highest profile black champion in wrestling today. And standing strong at number one is Sasha Banks. The superstar that is Sasha Banks remains at number one after making her acting debut on Disney's and Star Wars series The Mandalorian. Back in the ring she managed to defeat Bailey in what was her first ever title defense on the main roster. And even with constant attack from the returning Carmella, Sasha Banks managed to defeat Asuka, the Raw Women's Champion at Survivor Series in the Champion vs Champion match. So there we go guys, that is the top 10 black wrestlers of November. Make sure you check back with us next month to find out the top 10 for December. And make sure you have a great Christmas and an amazing new year. All right, that was the Jet Power 10. What y'all think? Sasha Banks, number one. I like it. Give it to her. I mean, she, she deserves it. Are you talking about no, She deserves it. Yeah, she, she does. buried for a minute at once. Not buried, but she was getting put in second place behind Bailey so much. I was like, hold on, wait a minute. Banks can Banks can do some stuff in this ring, so I'm glad that she branched back off from the whole Bailey thing. And, yeah. and yeah, SmackDown Women's Champion. I saw the I'm story. I'm glad let her hold it. Yeah, I, I saw the story. I saw the slow build with that. Um, I knew when she came back, she was a different Sasha Banks, not just because of the hair, but to me in the ring, she wasn't doing too much to showcase. All right, I can wrestle. I can wrestle. I felt like when we, when she first got to the main roster, it was about showing how good she was. This time I felt, okay. She was actually taking her time. She went, she paid her dues, meaning she helped establish Becky and really helped Becky. Um, you know, she helped establish Becky. Then after that, you know, when her teaming up with Bailey, I, I thought that was good that really helped establish Bailey's heel run. You could really see her kind of on screen teaching Bailey how to be a heel, and then you saw the turn coming. And I kept saying, don't have Sasha turn on Bailey. Do it the other way around because it would be something different. We never seen Bailey as a heel in their feud. Sasha was always the heel. And right. therefore, I never took it as she was being behind. I remember when uh, Britt Waters was here, she was saying she was ready for Sasha to boss up. And this was around April, May. Um, gosh, this has been a long year. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but now we see it. We see Sasha out there dominating. And this is the Sasha Banks that everybody wanted since she's been at NXT. Santana, you said you're happy that she's been, you know, being able to run with this championship. But how do you feel as far as her run during this pandemic showing that a black woman can really carry a wrestling brand when it's at unprecedented times? 
I honestly think Sasha's been doing her thing. I mean, she's living up to where her name is, the boss. So she's literally been running everything around here since the return. I mean, everybody thought, you know, she's going to be on this face mode, like, you know, mm -hmm. being the face of everything. But when she turned on Natty, it was like, okay, this is a different Sasha. You know, she's definitely on her A game, definitely. And I'm happy, so happy because I said this, I was like, man, I want Sasha to be able to hold a title for a while and they are letting it happen right now. They do not need to let her lose to Carmella. I understand that Carmella is coming back, you know, doing her own little thing, but do not let Sasha lose this title against Carmella. I want, I do not want that to happen at TLC. I don't, you know, so, but I'm, I'm here for Sasha. I'm ready to see her take it on to WrestleMania and so on and so forth. Give her the title reign that she deserves. You know, I think, I think back to when Kofi won the championship and every time he defended that title, you were on pins and needles because you thinking, mm -hmm. oh man, the next night we prayed that Kobe, if he could just get it, but like, Lord, please don't let, like, can we really have a run? Like, yeah, right. we said, could he just have it for one night? Yes. But then it looked like that. Then we move on to, um, you know, we move on from that. We go, he went to defend it against Kevin Owens, then the Dolph Ziggler's and then Randy Orton. Now we all know what happened. At on the first night of Fox, and according to I forgot who's who was saying it, but they said Road Dog was uh letting them know, like, oh, it was on the um man, I forgot the gentleman's name, he was on Black Wrestling Podcast, uh, Cass. He was saying Road Dog was saying, We're going into Fox with Kofi as champion. Now they didn't leave, you know, but you yeah. know, Sasha uh, had the same thing. Uh, with every time you watch her matches, you think it just Come on, don't lose it. Now, I kind of feel comfortable with her going against Carmella. But, uh, Glenn, as you sit back and you think about Sasha, how do you – you being a father of daughters, how much has she been an influence in that realm? I mean, great. I mean, my daughter, we was talking about it even before we hopped on the show tonight. We was talking about at the time that she met Sasha Banks. Um, you know, and my oldest girl, she wanted us boss, the boss rings. She enjoyed seeing Sasha Banks on TV. She enjoyed seeing Sasha Banks wrestle. She she liked Sasha Banks. She came out there, you know, did her little false thing when Sasha Banks would come out. You know, it was great to see that, Um, to see people like them, you know, becoming um champion at the time. You know, I think Sasha has great skill. I think she, you know, she needed that break the time that she took the break after WrestleMania. Um, You know, she needed she needed that break to recoup, and I like how her and Bailey can work off each other. You know, I think she's holding the title for somebody bigger to come. I don't think she loses to Carmella, whether it's Charlotte Flair or whoever. I think when Sasha does lose the title, she'll lose it to a big star and big name person. Um, I think either she loses it back to Bailey or she'll lose it to um, Charlotte Flair. But I think, you know, Sasha needs to run because she was known for winning the title, having a short title run and losing the title again. Um, you know, so this run right here is helping her out. And again, Back to the Thunderdome. She has fans, so the fans can cheer or boo. And the way that she's maneuvering, in the way that she's putting on, uh, putting in uh, work, I think is great for her. Um, and I think it's great for her legacy. Her legacy already what it is, what it is. She's already, I don't care what anybody says, she's already Hall of Famer. If she hangs up the boots tomorrow, uh, Sasha Banks is a Hall of Famer uh, in WWE. So I think it's great for her to be a champion. I think great for her and Bailey during this pandemic to hold it down in the women's division. 
with Becky having babies and Charlotte getting her boobs fixed. It was, you know, it was what it is. <laughs> I wasn't ready. Hey, Glenn, I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready for that one. I got my whole I thought, I got my whole thought pattern up here. You just like threw me. Oh my God. All right. So so for me, um, I think I'm gonna agree with you guys, man, that Banks needs this run. Um and, and if, if I'm Vince, and Vince, if you do this, I need some money tonight. You do Banks <laughs> versus Bel Air at WrestleMania. You can take the belt off of Banks, and now you have two dominant. You have Banks, and you have Belair. So I'm not down with the Charlotte Flair thing again because, like, we all know it's coming. Like, you have to do things out the blue. So, yeah, I think that Banks, um, Santana don't have no fear. Carmella ain't winning the belt. But (laughs) they're going to build Carmella to be one of the top heels um, Mm -hmm. on the SmackDown division. She ain't getting the belt, so we're going to – we're going to pray on that don't even happen. And if it happens, maybe it's a quick switch back. I don't know. But it ain't going to happen. I think it'll be Banks and Bel Air at, uh, at Mania. Pay for that. Yeah, shout out I to... I would love uh, to see that. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, that's what I've been calling. I, I agree with Brian uh, Santana. I don't think... Uh, Carmella holds on to that title. Shout out to my bloodline, Britt Waters. She said, Carmella, you know, that outfit stinks. Um, you know, <laughs> that you can't wash that pleather in you know, um, but I sit there and I, I think Sasha and Bianca is the way it's like it's kind of like we want Bianca and we want Big E, right? At WrestleMania, right. What are the chances of that happening? It's like, eh, but you know, one thing I've been looking at is I think with Charlotte Flair, she's actually going to Raw, you know, because Oscar's champion, but, you know, I don't like the way she's being booked. And I'm usually, I try not to harp on the bookers too much because I can imagine it's a thankless position. But to me, I'm sitting there watching this Mm -hmm. and I'm like, why is Nia and Shayna tag champions where they should be challenging Oscar for the title? Right. you know, um, but you know, another group, yeah. the Street Profits. When you sit there and look at them and what they've doing, are you surprised, Santana, at the work that they've been able to do and the, the reins they've been given? No. Like, look at them when they were in NXT and moving over into the roster. I think I love the Street Profits. Mm-hmm. I am I'm here for all of I have my red cup now I got my blue cup you know <laughs> I'm here for everything that they do I love I love the street profit I know a lot of people thought they were corny in the beginning when they was like doing a little promos and stuff but to really see them interact um with everyone I think that is is really interesting you know and I would love to see them you know I don't know who I would love to see them go up against, but I mean, if the if the Usos get themselves together, you know, and Jimmy make his return, I definitely like to see the Street Profits and the Ooh. Usos together wrestling. Yeah, they better win that match, or else yeah. Roman gonna give them both a whooping. the Street Profits, man. Like for me, I know with tag teams, the first thing we start to say is. Who's the Marty Jannetty? Who's it's the, a habit. WWE ruined us. It is. And they keep doing that to us. <laughs> and, I, and I feel bad because I, I, I like Angelo Dawkins, but I feel like Montez Ford has <laughs> that energy. He has that. He just has that. That look. impact. But I, hope, but I hope that Vince mm-hmm. doesn't split them too soon. And 
I, I got to give credit, man, because black tag teams are hard to get over. Why? Because most of them get stuck with that same rapper, whatever, MC type of gimmick. And the Street Profits don't necessarily have that, but then they do have it. But they make it fun because they got like that club atmosphere gimmick. Like right. the whole, I think about it, a cup, a red cup or a blue cup is the reason why Montez Ford is like great. Cause like right now I got my red cup somewhere, but I ain't I ain't gonna do it on this. I'm gonna do it after I get off. Me and my red cup are gonna visit. Oh man, I think they're over, man. Cause Vince don't understand what the red what goes in the red cup. Uh, you know, um, I think I think he likes black. Vince always like black culture. I mean, it is what it is. He liked black culture, but also by the fact that there are no other tag teams on that roster at the time of Raw that you could give it to. Who else were you gonna let them roll with the tag team titles on Raw during the pandemic? There was the, nobody. Else. The Viking Raiders were around, and then <laughs> they were hardly bullied. Yeah, it was around. The best thing they did was have that whole storyline dragged out with the Street Profits. You know, uh, I mean, I like the Viking Raiders. Don't get me wrong. I followed. And I before. thought Andrade and um, what's the name? Uh, uh, Garza. Garza. Andrade and Graza was good, but again, their lies, did you want to give it to them with a um, during the pandemic and let it bounce back and forth? Keep it on the street profits, keep them hyped. You can guess what? At the end of the day, Andrade and Garza are not selling merchandise. Bingo. The street profits sell merchandise. Street profits bring green to Vince McMahon. And guess what? People who buy who people who make green. Keeps their titles a little bit longer. Why do you think they knew they've been like tag team champions like fifty thousand times? Because they sell, they make money and they sell money. You know, they sell merchandise. So I think with the street profits selling merchandise, and also again, you know, as African Americans, we've had more African American champions in this past year mm -hmm. than we have had in any other years. So I mean, so it's been show you that they're embracing the culture of African Americans and the street profits. Hey, and I like the street profits. I'm, I'm gonna say this. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm gonna just add this. You brought up money. I think it's a bigger deal to be able to sell merch now. Think about this, right? Now, Glenn, anybody who knows him, he's not a spare the moment shopper. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be at WrestleMania Monday morning. That's what he he do his shopping. Yeah. Um, but when you're selling merch at the shows, it's usually you take your child and they see something they wanted, right? Mm -hmm. Whether it's like the chains or, you know, the shirts, they see it, they want it. You know, um, Battleground 2016, I missed Natalia's match because I was walking around the um, DC arena looking for the AJ Styles gloves for my son. And I just saw them in the floor the other day. And I was like, Boy, if you don't pick those gloves up, <laughs> but I was looking for him, you know what I mean? Because that's what he wanted. Now, when you're at home and you're watching, you have to think, okay, do I really want this shirt? You got to go click through. So for these wrestlers to be able to sell this merch, not to mention that everything's on sale every week, like hey. they make it a big deal, half off. <laughs> Look, you're trying to get a title. I bought the one that Brian showed, the one before that, for $199, the night of Money in the Bank. So, um, you know, keep an eye out. Don't pay for when they first come out. But Not Use honey. <laughs> yeah, that too. So, you know, when you when they out there spending money, when people out there spending money on merch now, it's a big deal. So when teams like the Street Profits, shout to the dude that, you know, they got the black, uh, the shirt that goes to the NAACP, you know? So I think it's a big deal. And 
you know, so I'm I'm really excited for them. Um, I was happy that not only are they champions, but they're putting on great matches, yeah. they're cutting great promos. And shout out to the new day at Survivor Series for really putting them over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a good match. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely, definitely a good match. And you know, Brian, I think you said it. You know, we, we look at Montez Ford, you look at Dawkins, so you get that Marty Janetti, Shawn Michaels treatment. Montez talks the way he talks, the energy he brings make you want to root for him. Mm-hmm. The energy he brings make you want to laugh at him. The energy he brings make you, you know, just want to cheer. And then Dawkins put in Dawkins put in some good work in the ring. You know, you got to have that hot tag guy and that, and the hot tag guy is, you know, Martez. I listened to yeah. Sasha Banks. I believe she said that, you know, it took him a while. You know, they was trying to get him over and they was pairing them two together, uh, you know, on the, like the training sessions. And so you happy for a guy like that because I think he was like borderline, probably on his way out the door. Out the door. Probably had his bags packed. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, you got to stay ready. Like, you got to stay ready for the opportunity. And um, that was a big match for Survivor Series, going against the New Day and the New Day basically saying, look, we're going to do, do a good job for you guys, and we're going to build you guys up to be the number one yeah. um, tag team. If you guys see my comment, I'm looking for James Storm. I want beer money. I want beer money in WWE because I do not like Ziggler and Rude together root has been a disappointment for me because i saw him like really over in in nxt uh as nxt champion glenn i think you was there for his debut if i'm not mistaken right And, and, and the night he came out and you just everything on twitter was trending glorious and i thought i was gonna get i was like okay well he got come in get that wwe style under his belt he'll be able to get over and for whatever reason they they made him a face and yeah. it just didn't work. You know, a dream match was Randy Orton versus Bobby Roode for me in 2011. And then they get it. And I never watched the match because, like, I was I had to leave out the house. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to go back. And everybody said, nah, it wasn't good. So um, he, he's been a disappointment. You know, uh, looking forward, though, you know, um, Impact Wrestlers, which is um, – They've been showcasing black wrestlers. You look at Moose as their um, whatever heavyweight champion. I don't think it's official, but the official Impact Wrestling champion is. Well, I think Moose is like the TNA World Champion, but um, uh, Rich Swan, yeah. former WWE Cruiserweight Champion, is their World Champion. Uh, you have him taking on Chris Bay at their next big pay per view. You got. Moose out there doing things. What do y'all think about the way Impact Wrestling has been able to showcase their black talent? Oh, and not to mention Kiara Hogan and Tasha Steeles in the finals for the Impact, the Knockouts Tag Team Championships. I think they did a good job. I think they've done what other companies haven't done because I think there's some African American guys and women that are good workers. Um, you know, Moose has been around for a while, whether it was Ring of Honor. Uh, we know that Rick Swan, if Rich Switch Swan, if he had gotten hadn't gotten in trouble, probably still be in the WWE. You know what I'm saying? Still probably be in the WWE on the main roster. Um he been in the hurt business. Huh? He <laughs> might have been, you know. You know, he he was that guy. Um, you know, people loved him. Vince loved him. Um, you know, him and R Truth might have been fighting for the 24-7-57-365, whatever tag team cha- I mean uh, a championship. But um, you know, I think with Tasha Steele and Kiara Hogan, they've given opportunities for black wrestlers to showcase themselves. Um, they've given opportunity for black wrestlers to, at the end of the day, whether you're in Impact or whether you in, well, I'm going to say Impact, you still want to go to WWE. 
So while you're in Impact, you're showcasing your talent. And I think there's some African-Americans out there who are doing some great jobs. They're doing a great job in showcasing their talent. I think Impact is doing a great job is promoting them and letting them run. Yeah, yeah definitely. It was time for more black champions anyway because I, I just kept feeling like they weren't given opportunities. Like It always kept being like, again, like I said, the black man had to have the hip-hop gimmick or the, right. the whole coming to the ring. You know, it, just, it was the same gimmick and it got stale. So I, I was glad to see even Moose get that change that he got. And Moose Moose became like this little cocky type heel guy. And like you said, Glenn, Moose is the TNA world heavyweight champion. But it's a funny thing that he's doing. And, and, and I give Impact credit because I think they're the only promotion. Or I think they were like the promotion that started this. And I think that WWE and AEW and everybody else wants to start going push our black talent more. So that, that's a good thing to impact. And Glenn, you said it perfectly. The goal is WWE. It doesn't matter where you're at right now. It's always it's always and forever will be WWE. Yes, Santana, anything you want to add? I don't watch Impact. <laughs> I, I stopped watching Impact a, a long time ago. When LAX left Impact, that's when Santana left. So that, that's, you know, with with um Brian Myers and, and yeah, with Brian Myers and Heath Slater or Heath going over there, that hasn't intrigued you. Not really. <laughs> She's like, mean, no. Heath Slater. I mean, he 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 got he's, kids. he's entertaining, very uh-huh. entertaining. You know what I'm saying? But Santana, nah. he got kids to feed. I understand he got kids, but that ain't got nothing to do with me. Start a GoFundMe account. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on, AEW. um, I personally think they had a lot of opportunities that they really missed out on during this pandemic. One being Matt Hardy's uh, appearance. You know, something that would have, to me, when I think about the night Moxley arrived. Even though, you know, it was like, oh, he's not coming. He's just chilling. And then, boom, he shows up in AEW. The crowd went wild. I think Matt Hardy coming there, that was an opportunity. Um, Obviously, the most recent one, Sting going there. Um, But I do think they've been doing a good job. You know, they kind of set the precedent for using their talent as the crowd. Mm -hmm. Overall. And, and, you know, they introduced the TNT Championship. Uh, overall, what's been your thoughts about the way AEW has been handling? Because, you know, we give them a lot of, um, you know, we give them a lot of flap. But for a second year in the business to have to go through this, that's like, wow, that's, you know, that's unprecedented. But, Glenn, what do you think about AEW? I think they got more consistent this year. I think their storylines have gotten a little bit more consistent. Um, I think they're... Um, their talent pool is good. I think, you know, they need to continue to train some of the guys, build younger talent. I think when I look at companies like AEW, don't build your company off of ex-WWE stars. Um, let your build some younger talent. Or you can fall in the same situation as WCW, fall in the same situation as TNA, uh, Impact Wrestling, because what happens is we need to see newer stars. When Chris Jericho retires, when Sting gets hurt or leaves, <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> What what's what's who's gonna be the next person to, to carry the mantle when Cody Rhodes said, you know what, I don't want to wrestle no more. I want to run for a public office, or you know, when Moxley leaves and go because his wife is pregnant, you know, 
uh, and they go have his baby. Who is that next star that make me tune in on Wednesday night to watch Dynamite? And I think that's what he going into year number three. That's their goal for me. Is like, okay, let's plan who will pick up and carry the mantle because some of these wrestlers are pushing, you know, late forties. It's time for some of the younger guys to step up. Who's the star you would go behind? Oh man, MJF. But he can't wrestle. Sammy no, can't wrestle. <laughs> you give him, you give him a nice mouthpiece. It'd be that chicken, uh, that chicken heel. At the same time, where you put the belt on and let everybody chase him, and he just barely he wins because he rolls you up. He wins because he gets a count out. He wins, and now you building him up as that heel, and then you can go ahead and uh, you know allow him to. Um, Do you like him in the inner circle? I like him in the inner circle, but also, you know, you keep it on with champion now, Omega, he's still young enough that Mm -hmm. he'll be around for a while. So you still let Omega keep it going. But if you had to look at a young guy, um, I even like, I like, um, I like Hobbs. Hobbs is another guy that I like, you know, as he grows with Taz and Taz can book him and like Bill Alfonso did him back in the day. But those are people I think can run. Real quick, one person I was watching tonight and I was like, I never thought about this, but I think he should be in the inner circle. And that's Brian Pillman Jr. Because I always, I've been watching Pillman Jr. for about a couple of years now. Mm-hmm. And he's somebody that I felt would do well with, uh, and shout out to uh, Dwayne for bringing this to my attention. Um, he would do well with a guy like Jericho as a mentor. Uh-huh. You know, when you look at him, uh, you know, unfortunately he lost his dad. And for us older fans, we kind of get the, see his dad again through him because he looks just like him. It's yeah. um, I, I, For me, in recent memory, probably the one superstar who almost carbon, looks exactly like their dad. Um, Y'all may have somebody else that y'all can think of off the top of your head, but he looks just like him. And I'm like, you know, but he don't have that grit that his father has. Now, granted, we see him come in younger. By the time we really saw Brian Pillman, he was a little bit more polished. Obviously, by the time he's WWE, he was a star. But when I, I look at him, and I was like, man, he would be good in the inner circle. Uh, Santana, what's your thoughts about AEW? Um, I actually was pretty iffy about it, you know, when it first came along because I was like, okay, you know, this is run by Cody Rose. You know, he used to be in the WWE. You know, he didn't really have much of a great run or experience there at WWE. So creating his own company and seeing so many familiar faces along and, you know, them going against younger generation that's coming in and even giving the women a platform as well. And, you know, I think they have a it's a guy on there. I can't think of his name. Um but he's a um he's a gay wrestler. Sunny um, kiss. Sunny kiss. Yes. I don't think that's ever been seen before in my eyes mm-hmm. for that to be happening openly at that. Yeah. And I respect AEW with just having a wrestler like that. And even and he is extremely talented. Mm-hmm. Well, Sunny can work. <laughs> yeah, he can work. And a former capital wrestling world champion, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I love AEW. I, I'm ready to see what they do when they go into their uh, next year with it. Brian? No, good. Uh, for me, I actually like Matt Hardy the way he is now. AEW realized something. The whole broken gimmick thing, it was over. Like, it worked where it worked. 
Mm-hmm. WWE waited. Uh, WWE <laughs> had to wait for all the legal papers to go through, and then they tried the Woken gimmick. And AEW brought Matt Hardy in. It was kind of like, uh, we're not gonna do the same thing WWE just did, and it didn't work. Um, MJF in the inner circle. I, I like it because I'm gonna compare it to a group that you guys know very well. Would be Bullet Club. What okay. happens is mm-hmm. is that you kick Jericho out. MJF becomes the leader. Jericho gets a face run. Um, in AEW, because think about it, like when you're watching Jericho come out, <laughs> what are you doing? You're Singing thinking, what if I become that I betray? <laughs> like, I listen, y'all. I've never listened to Fozzy until. Neither have I. Like, yo, Jericho. Only time I listen to Fozzy when he play on this podcast. <laughs> and, and my son, so my son like looks at me. He's three. He goes, what? And, and, but it's cool. So I think MJF this time next year. Will be the leader of MJ, uh, leader of the inner circle. Jericho gets his face run. He'll be fifty years old. He gets that face run, and then Jericho bows away out of professional wrestling, and he slowly retires. So I like what AEW's doing. I agree with Glenn. They need to start thinking about a young star. I would say yeah. Sammy Guevara. I love Sammy Guevara. Um, uh, Scorpio Sky. It's almost turning into ricochet, but I would really love to see him get <laughs> that type of push. Um, Darby Allen, Hobbs, like I, I do want to see AEW build the next guy because they're going to have to yeah. build it. And please use Hangman Adam Page correct. You've got Stone Cold Steve Austin in Hangman Page. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. Um, you said Scorpio Sky. I gotta bring up shout out to our brother uh Keith Reed, uh Keith Creed, Champ Creed. Um, Glenn might know where I'm going with this. He yeah. said on the wrestling marks of excellence, uh, it might have been a year ago that uh Scorpio Sky walks around like he know a secret, yeah, and he just holds it. In. <laughs> So if y'all haven't done so, make sure y'all subscribe to the Wrestling Marks of Excellence podcast. Um, and no, Glenn didn't just uh, pay me to say that, but uh, it's definitely one of my favorite shows. Um, you know, uh, with him and uh, Champ Creed, Corey. So, uh, but man, uh, you know, I gotta ask y'all this question before we move on because Brian just brought up Chris Jericho's theme music, and and I think about that. Uh, for the longest time, and I don't agree, but I saw in many internet polls or Twitter tournaments of greatest theme music, Edge's music always seems to win. And as much as I like it, it's just, you know, I think it wins because the type of song it is, it's that crossover appeal for most wrestler fans. But I'm ready to put Chris Jericho's music as perhaps one of the greatest theme music of all time. Um Santana, Gwen, Brian, your favorite theme music of all time, one that you could listen to all the time and not get tired of. Um, oh, child. <laughs> That's hard. It's a lot of them. You know, I would actually um, listen to Randy Orton's old theme song. Um, okay. Like the 2004 Randy Orton. Burning My Light? Yes. That one I would definitely listen to. Could mm-hmm. never get tired of. I love it. I love it more than voices in my head. You know. See, that was legend killer esque. The yes. way the way the music was, <laughs> it was legend killer esque. Yeah, I definitely listen to that. Okay. Oh, easy one, easy one. I knew I had one. I, I had to go back in my little 
thing here. <laughs> cult, cult of personality. Okay. It's corporate <laughs> I, got, I got two, man, but um, they old school, so I don't know how old you guys are. Mm-hmm. Um, one is Bad Street. Um, Bad Street, you at Bad Street with the um Michael P.S. Hayes. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I love that. Just want to rock it. Atlanta, GA, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, other one is um Roy Warriors. Okay. Iron Maiden. Um, 1986 Roy Warriors. Okay. Um, the old rock, just Iron Maiden one, it just, it just, uh, it's just something to it when it rocks out. One of my favorite themes is actually one of your all-time favorites, Glenn. Uh, Dusty Rhodes, uh, The American Dream. Oh, yeah. But I like the way CFO did it as opposed to... I like the old-school version from Jim Johnson, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. But the CFO added like an extra electric guitar to it. You know, people know me. Like, I will listen. I had all the CDs for the most part. Uh, I'll blast wrestling music all day. It, it, it was to a point when my son was younger... He would say when he was first learning how to really talk and say, can we listen to wrestling music? Can we listen to wrestling music? <laughs> like, you know, when this I was testing. This is what my son does now, Brian. This is what my son does now at three. Like, we be in here. Uh-huh. Like, we have full-blown full matches. Like, my son now comes out. He takes his shirt off like Roman Reigns now because he, he goes shirtless. And yeah. he still wants to hit me with the hole. And I'm like, all right, you know. And another sneaky, another sneaky track was the uh, – Ministry of Darkness Undertaker theme. I, I forgot. That's my favorite one. Sneaky I like that track. too. Sneaky That's track. my favorite one. <laughs> the one he had at Russell. He only used it in WrestleMania uh, terms. He only used it for 15, which was, you know, one of his lower level matches with the big boss. <laughs> oh my God. That was the sale match ever. They hung him with rope. Oh, they <laughs> took so much backlash from that. Oh my God. Uh. Couldn't a lot of stuff they did back then they could not do today. Not at all. No. (laughs) Would never make it to TV. Would y'all let my son and my son recently just said when Steve Austin came on the TV and was like, give me a hell yeah, my three-year-old son said, Hell yeah. And I looked at him like this. What? So I thought about about my parents then when we were doing the suck in, and I was like, so this is why my mother wanted to kill me. Okay, this makes sense. Do do you think you would let your kids watch it if it was attitude ever like no. My parents let me watch the attitude ever when I was a kid. I mean I had a bad time, you know, mm-hmm. and, and but the only thing what I would get mad about when it gets to the good part, that's when I gotta go to bed. Yeah, you had so to go at the ten o'clock hour. So I throw a tantrum and my mom let me finish watching it and then I go to bed. <laughs> Because I'm like, everybody else up, why can't I watch you too? Y'all telling your age, no DVRs back then, right? No. <laughs> there was no DVRs. And now you're VCR. VCR. Oh. Tape in. Y'all have VCR. Yeah. VCR. Yeah. We had VCR. We had to tape, yeah. put in, record yeah. it. Hopefully nobody records over it. Oh, yeah. Right. The deal with yeah. me was you had to, I had to get up the next day. If I didn't get up on Monday morning, and especially, you know, to prove that I could stay up. And then Tuesday, my parents were like, all right, if you don't get up tomorrow, you ain't watching it next week. So I had to make sure it was time to get up. That way I could uh, always watch all the way to the end of the show. Right. And nope. I've been trying to negotiate with my wife. Huh? Nope, VHS tape, because my mother said it's 10 o'clock. 
And I was like, Mom, they only did one match in two interviews. And all the good stuff would come on later on because they would change the ratings at like it's in the 10 o'clock. And all the juicy stuff would be at 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. The last hour. But yeah, moving on. Um, Impact Wrestling. AEW, Kenny Omega, he just beat John Moxley, thank God, for the uh, AEW championship. Moxley held it on too long, man. I'm sorry, he did. But, you know, yeah. congratulations to him. He's got a pregnant wife at home, so I'm happy for them. Shout out to Cody Rhodes also. We found out tonight, Cody, Brandy, they are due to have a baby. So Yay. shout out to them. Um, But Kenny Omega has been on Impact, not once, but he was on there this week as well. Yeah. And... Huh? No, nah, just thinking of the baby Dusty. <laughs> I was thinking about that. It's funny, you know. Uh, he, I wouldn't be surprised or, or Virgil. Um, you know, yeah, yeah. Dusty shoot name, which is the funniest thing. How when Virgil was in WWE, when he came to WWE, you know, Vince named him Virgil, whatever, and Mike Jones. I'm talking about, but then when he goes to WCW, his name was Vincent. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just uh sh- shout out to season one of the wrestling room. Y'all can check that out as we get ready to celebrate 10 years. That's the whole I'll get into that later. But um, you know, you sit back now, you're starting to see like you start to see this crossover, and now that's even opened up WWE to say we're open for business. Well, triple H that is saying we're open for business. Um, is there a chance that Tana? I know you said you don't watch impact, but is there a chance that maybe they can pull you to Twitch or Access TV for a couple of minutes with Kenny Omega going over there? Maybe so. I like, I actually like Kenny Omega. Like, I was pretty much here for kind of when they had like the little Roman Reigns kind of thing going on. So, mm-hmm. I, I think that they might possibly be able to pull me in. Maybe. They got more lives than WCW ever had. When you really think about it, and I think a lot of people don't realize, Impact Wrestling has been around longer than WCW was. And yes. just when you think they're going down for the count, they always find a way to kick out. They got handshake deals with everybody. They're like, yo, bring your talent here. Bring your talent here. They're like, hey, to keep hey, us alive. Keep, let's if keep you think going. about it, if it could happen, it's already happened in Impact Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Think about you talking about bad luck stuff. Remember, remember years ago, they the problem impact was hot, then direct TV had an issue, then they lost fans because direct TV blacked out. You know, mm-hmm. uh, impact was getting ready to go to bankrupt. They, they, they people that owned them, like, you know, we're selling, they lost the TV deal. They had to find they went on some channel that nobody had, you know, what <laughs> what <I'm saying? laughs> nobody had it's like the lost years of impact wrestling, but they were still on TV. Mm-hmm. But it was that uh, destination. That Omega thing. I was looking for more from the Omega showing up at Impact. I, I don't think I got enough, but maybe I'm okay. being greedy. Maybe I'm being greedy. I was hoping to see him actually maybe come out during the match, but then it's also like, well, he might outshine the um, the match with Rich Swan and them. Mm-hmm. But you know, at least even just a look. Now I did like last night where he was on the bus and Carl Anderson was on the bus with him. You know, obviously there's history from New Japan over there. So that part has kind of got me excited, you know, but I'm really excited about his title run. I want to see, but what I want to see with him 
is I want to see him open up the show on AEW, be in the middle of the show and close the show. That's the type of champion. I know we got used to that with the WWE style, but I really want to see, like I always say, Kenny Omega was the guy that when AEW came around, that was the program you're telling your friends who used to watch wrestling. Hey, you might not like WWE, but they got Chris Jericho over there. So maybe you want to check it out. And by the way, there's this guy named Kenny Omega who's the truth. I want to see him more on TV. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see how far they go with this. Do they go to other promotions? Do do Ring of Honor get involved? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I think we're looking at where where can Kenny Omega show up next? Where's Kenny? You know what I'm saying? Like where's Waldo? Where can Kenny and Don Callis go next? I think it's good for all brands when it does that. Um, when you know you said earlier you opened up with WWE or Triple H saying he's open to other promotions. It only makes sense to other promotion that he can work with, and that's New Japan. It doesn't make sense for him to work with any other promotion. It doesn't make sense for him to work with Ring of Honor. It doesn't make it make sense to run work with Impact or AEW. If WWE wants to get into the brand game, New Japan is the company he needs to go to. Yeah, then we can get Okada versus John Cena. Oh, dude, we can get uh, he get a lot of stuff when you open up in New Japan. Mm-hmm. You can get God versus the Usos. Woo! <laughs> That's the match right there. <laughs> but um, you know, we we'll go back to WWE. This year, they um did an unpopular decision, and a lot of fans had something to say about it. And, and I would start with Glenn because you know um he usually likes to talk the money and the business and everything. And, and that is when they banned third parties. Now they told their wrestlers that you cannot use your likeness to make money off of Twitch and YouTube. Uh, And really, I think with the part that people may be missing is that you can't do it without, you didn't consult us first, because obviously we see all the stuff that Xavier Woods is doing, and he was the one to bring that video game culture to the WWE with the up, up, down, down. But now, you know, the pandemic hit. There's more time on their hands. So now we saw wrestlers in, engaging with people on Twitch, on uh, Cameo. Glenn. Yeah. Can you please help the people explain why WWE wasn't wrong in this situation? Again, the people are independent contractors, but they still work for the WWE, and you signed a contract. They signed a contract with WWE. You signed a contract. Now, this is what this is what... This will this is what should take place. Now I don't know who has enough pull. Roman probably, maybe Woods probably. When you renegotiate your contract, hey, I need this added into my contract that I can make money off of third party, uh, third party content. Content. See what happened is I think a lot of the people are still so happy to be in the WWE and forget that it's business. It is a business. Can you imagine how much money WWE is losing out of because unless Selena Vega is making. Off of her YouTube channel and WWE doesn't get a cut. You know, can you imagine how much money other stars are making off their YouTube channel? And they're using their, they're not using their real name. <laughs> they're using the name that WWE given has given them. So but technically they're making money off of their WWE likeness and image. So at the end of the day, you signed the contract. They're complaining. Don't complain about it. Guess what? You're still getting the royalty checks from the video game. You're still getting all the other stuff. If you want the money off of your now, I still think Selena Vega gets the win because I think she make more money off of her Twitch and stuff than she did with her WWE contract. So I just my opinion. But I think at the end of the day, going forward, if you're a young wrestler in the indies, 
and, and you moving into that realm of WWE, I need this in my contract. I need to be able to make money off of my third party third party content. And if they say no, fine, your content and go work for somebody else that allows you to do the AEW impact. Mm-hmm. I think people got caught up in the WWE and and Vince and somebody told Vince, man, you do not have a lot of money. If the <laughs> pandemic never happens. I don't think we have this situation. Yeah, I don't think so either. You um, can't cut Vinnie Mac. You can't cut Vinnie Mac out of his bread. Like <laughs> that, that Vinnie Mac gonna keep it. Look, Vinnie Mac just needs to say, look, right now, like I'm trying to make sure everybody keep a gig. And, and you said it perfectly, Glenn. You can't go use your stage name for your Twitch channel and then just be like, yeah, Vince, you don't get nothing. There's a reason why the McMahons have been in business for a very long time. And they haven't been in business because they started yesterday. So, again, I agree with somebody like Selena Vega, um, you know, maybe going away and now doing her own thing on Twitch. She probably has an opportunity to make a bigger funds. But I'm thinking about a guy like, maybe like a Montez Ford, right? Imagine him going on Twitch as Montez Ford. He He would kill it. He would make a boatload of money. Yeah. At the end of the night, you got to pay Uncle Sam. And Vince McMahon is Uncle, Uncle Sam, Sam in that whole <laughs> process. So guess what? I am a fan of them having to pay Vince. If you want a third party, you got to talk to the man. And for right now, good job, WWE. You have to ban it because uh, you have to protect You have to protect your company at this point, too. Right. And I think Lana was one of the reasons why. Because she did a deal and got a company endorsement and didn't really consult the company you know you got to consult them by getting your hair think about it. they they independent contractors but you got to consult them before you get a tattoo you got to consult them before you change your hair color your hair hairstyle yeah. why wouldn't you have to consult them about i mean you know vince is ruthless anytime john cena dad can't use his name you gotta <laughs> use the name senior well, you <laughs> gotta put john cena senior on it and his real name is john cena I didn't think of it that way. Wow. Yeah. He, you, you know, he know this is no joke. Well, too, like, you know, you look at Cody Rose, right? They come out with his action figure and then he changes his hair color. And then you sitting there like, wait a minute, dude, you, you just change your hair color. So then the next week he changes it back. And then um, Matt Cordona, Zack Ryder, for those who may not be paying attention, says, oh, now you finally match your action figure. Braun Strowman said it on his um on his uh you know his documentary that he told Vince, "Hey, I'm gonna cut my hair. I want to cut my hair." And he said, "Look, let me clear through trademarks and all that." You know, that's the thing that people don't realize is that when you got the toys and stuff, even in the news business, Santana, you in the media, you know how mm-hmm. it. Uh, I remember in journalism school, they would tell you, "Hey, you gotta keep your look a certain way." You know, I would be able to be on camera with cornrows and a beard if I worked in local news just because, well, it's a pandemic. So we expect you to look a certain way. It's the same thing with wrestling. That's why I didn't go into local news because I like to change my hair. And ain't nobody going to tell me that I can't have blonde or red or blue or purple hair to be on the news. No, No, that's why I went a different route because I like to change my hair a lot. Yeah. Especially if I can't wear my natural hair, then that's a problem. Because who finna straighten it? I'm not finna get heat damage for you. No. Mm-hmm. So you think Vince signed off on the Montez Ford Jerry curl? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like you think you think Vince signed off on that joke? Like, I love it. <laughs> no. I can see Vince now right now. 
I love that Jerry curl. I tell you this, I bet you Bianca can't change her hair right now. Oh, no, 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 oh, no, no, no. But I like the ponytail, though. Yeah, oh, we, we all do, but you know, that's on toys, that's on videos. It's everything. Like, it's, the it's ponytail her is her. If yeah. she wanted to change it, that, that I don't up. think she'll be who she is right now. You know, mm -hmm. I'm betting you lunch one year from now. Okay, you can keep this one year from now. She will not be doing that stupid old. Uh, one year from now, she will no longer be doing that. that Yo, she's an ESC. What you thought? She can be still ESC or WWE. Like, oh, I can't stand it. I cannot stand that. Class. I like it's, it. It's her. Like, I feel like. I wouldn't like it if I saw Mandy Rose. I wouldn't even like it if I saw Naomi or Sasha. You you know, uh, me and Santana talked the last time. I didn't like heel Naomi because, to me, that heel wasn't believable. Now, I think if she came back and was, like, really ticked off about everything that was going on, I could see it. You know, at first I didn't see it. I was like, I told Santana, I don't see it. But, you know, now I probably could. Hey. But, lunch on me. Lunch on me. One year from now, December 16th. <laughs> I can guarantee you, we, we she will no longer be doing. <laughs> we you know, but like I said, like I just, it, you know, I, it's believable. Like I can believe that if I'm walking down the street, she's like, "What's up, man?" Or, or somebody trying to cross, or, or, or you riding in the car with her, and all of a sudden somebody cut her off, she would just say, "My car is the P.E.S.T. Now, dude, move out of my way." Oh. God. And she might get your finger or something, you know what I'm saying? You just don't like she, it. You need some whiplash. You know, she she she's the yo, look, she does the heel black woman better than any Sasha Banks, better than Naomi, better than anybody. Naomi just didn't feel comfortable being being a heel. Mm -hmm. She didn't. Sasha, I mean uh, um Bianca Belair does not care. I miss she, her beating people with her ponytail though. Oh no, that was great. Oh, I do miss that. I think she might be saving it for something big. We mentioned hopefully WrestleMania. Yeah, man. Sasha. Only way to stop you is ponytail if it falls out in the middle of a match. Oh, I doubt it. Which nah. never, it's not gonna I don't. It, it's too secured for it to fall out. Yeah, yeah I was saying, it, it's too secure. It's not gonna happen. She so, pays. Santa, what kind of glue? What kind of glue they got up in there, Joe? <laughs> ain't no glue in that. That bad boy's pimp. Uh, that thing is uh, pin, pin down, stapled down, whatever. Tied up, everything. Tied up, sewed up. They got that. They got that. Uh, with titanium thread in that bad boy. <laughs> I don't care how many times people pull on it, it ain't going nowhere. <laughs> well, like years ago, when Sasha Wig came up, you saw in the middle of the match pulling that bad boy back down. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't secure. <laughs> <laughs> that lace front was loose. <laughs> you know, you know, it's a lot of stuff they go through. Shout out to yeah. the women in wrestling because you know they go out there, they put on a show, and it's I a do. lot of other stuff they gotta do to you know maintain their look. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, uh moving on, the undertaker finally <laughs> has retired. Now we talked about him earlier, but it. huh? He got another match. You got think he got another match? <laughs> he got another match. I, I feel like he do. I hope <laughs> not. I hope not. But it's like one of those things, emergency break glass, and Vince might emergency. Look, I'm going to say this. I'm not going to say emergency break glass. If we, there's no pandemic and the prince of Saudi Arabia drops $50 million down to see, see the Undertaker, we'll see Undertaker in another match. It definitely has to happen. How many times they say he supposed to be retired? 
and I mean, we might not see him on American TV. I guess it is still American TV. He's in Saudi Arabia, but you know, <laughs> but you know what I mean. If they, if that's the only thing, time I think we'll see the Undertaker if he goes overseas again. If one of those, you know, showdowns or one of those, somebody spends drops a lot of money for the Undertaker to wrestle. I mean, this guy wanted to see Yokozuna and Macho Man, so this is obviously a lot of things over there may not have reached. <laughs> A lot of news. So, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he asked for Undertaker Kane match just for the sake of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. No more Taker. Like, I love Taker to death. Um, I'll, I'll say this on a side note. This Roman should have beaten Taker. This Roman, it it wouldn't have it, it would have helped a little bit more, but I like this Roman beating Taker versus that other Roman beating Taker. But for Taker, he gave us 30. Like, he had some bad matches towards the end. He was able to clean it up with a little six-man tags here and there, a tag match here and there. Like, it, it's over. Go ahead and, and ride off to the sunset. And I get it. We all know Vince has got that hammer, like you said, Glenn. If it gets <laughs> ugly, he's going to be like, bing, get back in the ring for one more, please. And I, I just don't want to see it, though. I want to see Taker be able to be maybe, maybe do a couple of appearances. When I say retire, though, no more in-ring, maybe – Doing appearance like scare somebody away like back in the day, but please don't stick that man back in the ring no more, man. That's he goes through a lot of work. I didn't understand the work he had to put in to get himself prepared for a match. And I was like, dude, go enjoy your kids. Go enjoy the way. You know, the thing is though, you brought up uh this taker and, and I go back to WrestleMania 33. Shout out to Corey. Um, he said it that night. That should have been the end of the streak. Not Taker losing to Brock at 30. I understand yeah. what it meant. And even Taker later, you know, he said, oh, are you sure Brock don't need it? But okay. When you saw that night, we saw people crying when Undertaker lost to Roman because he left it all in the ring, literally. Yeah, and for me, it was disappointing to see him come back selfishly because I wanted to say I was there for Taker's last match. Mm-hmm. But I would have loved to see, like you said, Brian, this Taker being the one to I mean, this Roman being the one to beat Taker because he would have did it in an arrogant way and he would have probably been so hated because he probably would have beat him with so many chairs after he pinned him. <laughs> Because he got hit regardless. He got hit regardless after that match. I want to say the same thing. But but this is the difference being when you're not supposed to be hated versus when you are supposed to be hated. That's what I mean. He was hated so much the next night when we went to Raw. Mm -hmm. He couldn't even talk. talk. It was so much booze there. He couldn't even talk. It was just just like, dog. If Roman would have said anything, it was just done. The fans were going to let him have it. Me. You and think he could have morphed into the tribal chief? Then? Didn't he huh? say that? Yeah, he says my yard now. But my I said, yard. That's all he said and walked out the ring. But I feel like at that time, Roman really wasn't the best trash talker. This okay. Roman now definitely has got <laughs> a lot of growth. Mm-hmm. But in the like, but at that time, Roman was the worst trash talker. He he definitely couldn't handle when he was trying to trash talk with John Cena. It was a failure. He always had it in him, though. And, and if you go back to some of his NXT, uh, FCW stuff, he always had it in him. And they just wouldn't let him do it. You know, so he was always slick, uh, quick-witted and, and slick-talking um, from his Georgia Tech days. You know, he had it in him. Growing up, you know, they did the dozens and the Jones all the time. Joking on it, whatever you want to call it, depends on where you're at. 
you know, so it was there. He just, they wouldn't allow it to come out. Now he's free with it and he can be Roman Reigns. He can be who he is because this is Roman turned up to the 10th degree. I mean, to a hundred degree. Uh, yeah, I see what you're saying. Uh, I see what both of y'all saying, honestly. I like him, though. I would have loved to seen this sooner. I want to see how he's going to be when there's fans around. Because right. that's what I'm looking forward to, those clapbacks with the audience. Like you said, they went back and he, you know, he went back and forth in his family. I'm looking to see that, you know. Um, what do y'all think happens when Jimmy Uso come back? Do y'all think Jimmy falls in line or do you think he has to be humbled into the family of, as well? Mm. I like to see him. I would like to see the whole Samoan dynasty. Mm-hmm. I want to see, I want to see the bloodline. I want to see the bloodline run, run rampant for a minute and then have somebody come destroy the bloodline. But who would be it? Who? Yeah, would I would be say who? You mean you can take who? Ko? Nah. Kevin you, you can keep. I would keep Roman on top till you can bring the Rock in. I mean, I just that's just me. It's not gonna be this year. But um, you still got to take him out though. Yeah, I think I think you get Roman to do it. I think eventually you get the Usos maybe to turn. Um, but again, it goes with the partnership with uh, New Japan. You can get one of the you got to do it. Because I'm thinking like. I, I would in mind if you go if you run with this Roman for a while, I would like to see a guy like Big E take him out. Somebody that hasn't been a champion. You know, I would be a fan of him or Keith Lee or I'm I'm trying I those are like two guys. I, I don't want to see Matt Riddle do it. He's too, you know, bro. <laughs> <laughs> we got Keith Lee. Ryan, stop. You're forgetting one person. And, and and the pandemic has to be over. Brock. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, Vince loves Brock. Hey, I know, man. Don't get no, Brock again. It's a, good, it's a good thing Brock comes back. He looks at Paul like, you know, and the whole why are you with Roman thing after, you know, that is a good segue. Yeah. I don't think I, 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 I you know, you I want to see like somebody else get elevated to do it. But it's just hard because I don't see that star who can be built up to eventually dethrone Roman yeah, outside of Big E. It's going to be somebody, in my opinion, my heart of heart, it's going to be somebody returning to throne, to throne Roman. Whether it's a John Cena, whether it's a Brock Lesnar, whether it's the Rock, there's, in my opinion, there's no one on that roster right now where it would make sense for them to dethrone Roman. Mr. Bernard Down could come back. I'm about tired of the. Oh, oh, you don't like the, the. You don't like the Messiah. I can't no. stand it. The thing he going on. No, he sac- the it. sacrifice. No, I, look up all oh, that crap. Was he just wanted, <laughs> he pushed, Seth Rollins went to Vince so many weeks and was like, "I want my own faction. I want my own faction." And Vince finally caved in and was like, "All right, let's just see." Let me mess around. Be Buddy Murphy. Buddy, right. <laughs> question how do y'all feel about the mysterious family being behind buddy murphy now well just murphy yes they took uh, out. I don't how do y'all know. feel about that I, feel, I don't like that i don't know it's weird to me honestly My you know is not faking dating no dude nah no 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 I, that, that's, how <laughs> things, that's how things start that's how things start that's all i'm gonna say 
Well, didn't, you, she, didn't she like barely? I mean, I know I know it's TV, but didn't she like barely eighteen? Nineteen, I think. Nineteen, I think. Yeah. Again, I think Brian. You, we talk about it on our show. We talk about the time. You never bring your women <laughs> to a to a wrestling show and put them in a wrestling locker room mm-hmm. or put them in a storyline with a male wrestler. Because guess what? It got to be real. Got to happen. You know. I I just I don't like it. I don't like it either. I think the the thing I look at it is that one, first of all, most people don't want somebody dating somebody in the same industry. You mm-hmm. know, like you look at, and I know Doc Rivers is a different story, but most of the time, you know, uh, wrestlers, you know, Vince didn't want Stephanie dating a wrestler. And obviously she married Triple H, but right. like to me, so that just goes against all that, you know, like my father wouldn't want my sister dating a truck driver. You know, I wouldn't want my sister, I mean, my daughter dating a member of the media. You know, it's just certain things. <laughs> and media may be different, but for the most part, no. You know, um, just because you know the lifestyles, you know, the ins and outs and the path crossing. So for Ray Mysterio, then for it to happen, not quick, but almost quick, like, nah, man. It's weird. I just, yeah, I just wish they would have just left that. They didn't need that. I don't like it. Yeah. There's no purpose behind this. Like he could have got the not, respect. Look, whenever the they respect. come out, it's a bathroom break for me. Yeah, he, he could have got the respect of the Mysterio family without getting the daughter. You know, he could have been like, you know what, Ray, you somebody, Ray Mysterio, yeah. you're a legend. Uh, I respect what Dominic is doing because that dude can go in the ring. Mm-hmm. I, I I realized I was, you know, Seth isn't the greater good. You guys are the greater good, and moved on. You didn't do anything with it besides the girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the young lady, sorry. Could have did anything with that. Yeah, besides the kid, I, I would have been like, nah, not my not my child in this. Nah, and let's be honest, Buddy Murphy, I mean Murphy was hot <laughs> anyway. He was already he was over though. Mm-hmm. He was hot. But you know, him and Alex the Black was putting on great matches, except he actually stayed over and Alex the Black one. Well, you but know this is in Ray's contract though. Ray's contract is to get his kids. Because he's supposed to be getting Aaliyah into uh, pro wrestling as well, too. So this is a part of his contract. So this could be eventually set up for Aaliyah to, you know, get in the ring maybe maybe two years or something like that. Right. Yeah, the whole Murphy thing, I'm just I'm just like, what what do you do with Murphy next? What do you do with not King Corbin for the next ten weeks? Please don't I'm do so that. sick of King. I'm so sick of him. Oh, hey, he hey, he's the best heel <laughs> in the company. Most consistent, I'm gonna put most consistent deal. It is we're gonna drop the King Corbett thing, you know, like well, he's like Owen Hart, you know. Owen Hart was the king of hearts forever. That's the Harley Race. Yeah, King Harley Race. (laughs) So, you know, but just any predictions before we get out of here, any predictions for 2021? I'll start with you, Santana, then go to Glenn, then go to Brian. Um, predictions. I think maybe they might bring in a crowd, like with fans and whatnot, instead of just employees. Um, I would kind of hope that may happen while still keeping the Thunderdome there. Uh, We could see some possible returns, maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe, I don't know. I hope we don't get a new pay-per-view that has some crazy-ass name. (laughs) Like, what was that? What was that? 
what was that that pay per view they had? Spitball Great balls fire of fire. Yes, I. <laughs> I, I didn't Remember understand. the graphic they used one time? Yes. <laughs> I didn't understand what was happening with that. I don't know why they thought about that or anything like that. Um, I'm looking for. I would hope that um, there would be some new talent getting that that push that they deserve. Okay. Glenn, what you got? I mean, I got, you know, 2020 um, predictions. Um, I've got a prediction that we will get um, Big E as a world heavyweight champion. I think it will happen in 2021. I think we do get Big E as a world heavyweight champion. Um, I also think that um, in 2021 we do get the fans back, but it will be at limited capacity. I don't think we get house shows back. I think we'll have fans at um, Monday Night Raw, SmackDown, and, and pay-per-views. I don't think WWE does house shows for a long time. I was um, going to say that before you moved on. Was is the house show business on pause for a long time? I can't see it dying, but is it on pause for a long time? I think it's on pause for a long time. Again, look at the numbers. They make more money not doing house shows than they do doing them. So mm -hmm. they're making more money right now in the last quarter report um, not doing house shows. Mm -hmm. So you, you, you're a businessman. Why do house shows if I'm making more money not having them? You know, you keep it. Uh, where is that? Um, and I see Impact Wrestling, and believe it or not, I know Access TV is a big enough channel, but I see Impact getting on a bigger network. Okay. And I do see them get on a bigger network. And man, do we get any surprises as far as wrestling? A new wrestlers coming up? Nah, but I give you one that I do think happens. I don't think we see Becky Lynch wrestle in 2021. Okay. Yeah, I don't either. No. Uh -oh. I don't think we see Becky Lynch wrestle again. I would hope not. Yeah, I think she done done it all. And now, you know, she's going to focus on being a mother. Obviously, you know, that's, you know, not uh, any like uh, anybody else's decision. You know, yes. but I, you know, I applaud her for her career. I think, you know, uh, first ballot, if they are ballots, first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah, you know, all, definitely. yeah all the girls get in first ballot. Yeah. Brian, what you got? Uh -oh. He's cooking up a list over there. I know, right? <laughs> Keith Lee is future endeavored. Dang, really? He gets future. <laughs> he gets future endeavors for me. Um, I'm gonna throw a shocker out there, and if it happens, I don't know. Maybe somebody should call me the Grand Wizard. Cesaro goes to AEW. I believe that Cesaro will finally open his mouth. He's being held back. One heck of a talent this guy can work. I think that he will finally realize that it may be just time to move on. Cesaro will be in AEW. Keith Lee gets future endeavor. Big E wins the Royal Rumble, maybe. I, I want to say Big E wins the Royal Rumble. Um, yeah, the house show thing is a complete scrap. And uh, I'm just thinking here. Oh, and our breakout superstar of 2021 will be Angel Garza. Okay. All right. Yeah, I don't see Keith Lee. The only reason why I say that because I see Vince having big uh, hopes for him. It, when you watch that WWE 24 or whatever, whichever one of the documentary series it was called, you saw that connection. And when Vince put in 
effort and talking to you and giving you ideas. Listen, he ain't do it with that pedophile James Ellsworth. As much as Ellsworth tried to tell Glenn and I that him and Vince was cool, he ain't do it with that pedophile. Uh, so you guys want to walk me to my car, man? <laughs> That's a total shoot. He actually yeah. asked us that in, in Orlando um, after everybody else had left him after Wale Mania. Um, yeah. But uh, you know, you know, my uh, prediction as I look forward to 2021, I do have Biggie winning the championship. I failed last year. I thought Lashley would be WWE champion this year. That didn't happen. Um, Another one I failed at was Mia Yim winning the NXT championship. That didn't happen. And Mandy Rose winning the uh, one of the women's championships. Now, I'm going to take that one and put it in next year. I think Mandy Rose, I think they really have a lot of stock in her. Uh, mm-hmm. For some reason, Dana Brooks, I ain't going to say for some reason, still around. I actually like Dana Brooke, but, you know, poor Dana. Batista, I think he hit it and quit it. That's just my opinion. You know, they... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought, you know, they had the little date thing, and I was like, y'all doing too much. Why do we got to keep knowing this? Like, why do we care? And, and Glenn knows I was a fan of hers until then. And then all of a sudden, she wasn't flirting with the Batista anymore. I'm like, dang, She's the Lex man. Luger. She's the Lex Luger. Oh! <laughs> The, the oh total package less, both oh, of them. Hey, but, she was, uh, hey, she was high on WWE's list when she first came in. And she, you know, she's still around. I think she's making more than a lot more of the girls. But um, Negotiation, baby. That's that's what it's all about. You know, and I, I do think Naomi gets the championship back. I'm going to say what's kind of the obvious prediction. I think Naomi either joins the Hurt Business or she joins the Bloodline. She's going to be in a stable with men. And I think not that she needs them, but I think it's going to enhance her career and we're going to see a different attitude from her. So uh, 2021, I'm I'm actually excited about it. This was a weird year in wrestling, Uh, but I have to give a shout out to all the companies, WWE, AEW, uh, Ring of Honor, Impact Wrestling, and then even some of the independent companies. Uh, shout out to Elevate Pro. That was the first company I got a chance to go to this year. Shout out to uh, Brittany down there. You know, they was doing their thing, and then, you know, they got hit with the pandemic. And, you know, shout out to my fam, Amber Rodriguez, winning their women's championship and defending other companies. You know, um, for to see wrestling companies be able to adjust and still put on shows to give people – uh, you know, people who really love this business an opportunity to still enjoy it. I, you know, I give a shout out to them. I just hope that everybody can be safe. Um, the pandemic isn't over just because we wanted to be, you know, um, wear a mask so that New Year's Day you're not sitting in the ICU or that, you know, you're still here when uh, Royal Rumble WrestleMania come around. You know, and one last prediction I have that I hope I'm wrong, but I think the WWE going to do this. I think if Royal Rump. Now, I think if WrestleMania is still in the Thunderdome, they're gonna charge 20 bucks for it. Mm. Yeah, I think they I got the network, so right. I don't have to sit in the Thunder. Did any um did any of y'all get a chance to go to the Thunderdome? Yeah, I, have. I always miss the sign up. I've been in the Thunderdome. <laughs> yep. I did it once and they kicked they kicked me out. <laughs> oh wow. I got kicked out too halfway because I wasn't show. like super active because I, w- I had to use the bathroom. I had to use the bathroom and they Yo, Brian, I, like, it was a three hour roll and I, I, next thing I know I was like I told my daughter can you stay here for a minute 
<laughs> when I came back, I was like kicked out. Wait, so y'all didn't? So with me, they me out. I went. What, the what was the night? The night that um payback. Yeah, it was the night the Roman won the title. So I had a call in time at nine. So it wasn't like I was supposed to sit there for the whole show. So I went to it at nine, and I was on my computer and. And I guess, you know, the processor of my computer wasn't processing the internet or whatever. So because it was having all these hiccups, I just left because I was like, what's mm -hmm. no point? You know, I got the experience. I got to see what it looked like. It wasn't like I had my camera on the ring because I remember uh, somebody said, well, where do you sit? No, it was just like watching the show to me. So that's why yeah. I left. That's what it was. It was a watching the show. I didn't. Like I said, I used the bathroom twice and I got the boot. And I was like, you know what? But Santana, definitely try it. You know, I think, you know, it's free. Check it out. See if you like it. You know, I tell everybody, you know, get it. I got to catch the sign up. Like, Yeah. It's you, what is it usually like three to three or four Friday. days before the show? Yeah. Like Friday for Raw mm -hmm. and for SmackDown. Yeah. You know, okay. it's just, you know, it's, I mean, it, we, we're going to go back. Hopefully, five years from now, because wrestling years move like that. Five years from now, we'll be like, remember the pandemic? You know, I was listening to the uh, Black Opinions Matter podcast, and they was talking about the verses and, you know, the, ser the verses series. And it brought up the fact that Ashanti and Keisha Cole couldn't do that battle because Ashanti contracted COVID. And, you know, she was like, I don't know how that happened, even though she's on a plane every week. Um when she <laughs> like she said, how did that happen? She literally like you follow her. She was Instagram. just in Africa. Like, exactly. Yeah, She's like, always traveling. And, 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 and you know, we and they were saying, like, we were saying like back in the day with verses, everybody was in their own homes. And yeah. you think about how fast when we say back in the day, and in this case, back in the day was six months, which me personally, I like verses that way. I don't this whole extravagant setup, even though it's cool to see Gucci and um uh Jeezy uh in the same area, even though it kind of got a little scary there for a minute for some folks. Uh I like to see the you know them in their different locations and keeping it classic. I know I just went on to another subject. Yeah, but but anybody, did anybody really want to see the Keisha Coles and Ashante versus anyway? Oh man, they had a they had a lot of ladies and I wanted to see it. A lot right? of people, a lot of people were I named three name three of Sharpie songs that don't have anybody else on it. Who me? Yeah, anyway. hey, that's her. That's her. Uh, Foolish. That's, 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 <laughs> that's song, baby. Keisha Cole song, baby, hit. baby, baby, yeah, doesn't have nobody on it. Keisha Cole had the hits. I I, I think that was one of the short verses. In my opinion, um, I mean, yeah, she had his, but can we? If we're gonna talk about Ashanti, do we include uh, the J Lo songs too? I guess you. I guess. Uh oh, I guess you do. We include that, you know, because I mean, you know, sources say she was on the back vocals and she was singing some of the parts, but J Lo just, you know, act like she did. But we well, don't get into that. Your own stuff. <laughs> I'm just saying. Or oh, the stuff that you was on. It's your own stuff, right? I mean, yeah, I guess. I mean, she in the writing credits. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought it would have been cool. I mean, I wasn't going to, like, stop my Saturday for it. But I do know, you know, there's a lot of people who was. I was probably going to, you know, check it out a little bit. Yeah. Just, but know. they got on live, though. So, I mean, they could have did it right there. I mean, Ashanti might have been sick, but she could have put up her, her radio and played a few songs. Like, okay. so it was on live. But the thing that they went on live together, 
Yeah. Oh. They didn't need to go. They didn't need no setup. They could have just did it right there. Connection right was there. perfect. No Teddy Riley is going on. <laughs> right. We could have just got that. See, I want give me my old verses back. That's what I want right. to say. Like we we never we didn't even ask for them to do this setup to bring people in the same room together. We just yeah. wanted people to be on live like how it was. It was yeah, real. but they, they no Teddy Riley issues. That's why they started doing it. I understand that, but. I don't know what Teddy's team was doing over there. I don't. I don't. I think everybody lived back in. We had a, it was Nelly was the other one, but we had some other ones that really worked. Yeah. yeah. I think this. I want to see verses between Jim Johnson and CFO. That's what I want to see. Oh. <laughs> you know, as, long, as long as it's on live and not in person, yeah. I think that'd be great. Yeah, Jim that would. Huh? Jim Johnson wins. Yeah, absolutely. I hope. <laughs> Whatever WWE do, I hope they pay that man his royalties because I don't want to turn on the WWE network and the soundtracks of my childhood be gone. Get pay his his royalties, <laughs> his family, his kids, his fourth cousin was removed. Whatever you got to do, you know, because there's some songs on there. If you go back, like you can't get DDP's music because it was Nirvana. You can't get um, Job So Bro. I don't think. You yeah. might be able to. It's a few songs from the old days that you can't get. You know, you can't get uh, WrestleMania 27 with The Undertaker when he used Frank Sinatra's. Um, yeah. You can't get that, you know? And, and, and that song was perfect for that particular story, especially um, with The Undertaker. Glenn, he got carried out that night, right? Yeah, he got carried out. He went to the hospital. Yeah, and, and they was playing Ain't No Grave Gonna Hold My Body Down. But you can't get that, you know? <laughs> So, you know, I can't I, you, can you imagine trying to watch an Ultimate Warrior music, uh, match without the music. Yeah. <laughs> I think was that Johnny just Johnny Cash, isn't it? Well, yeah, but ain't no uh no grave. Yeah. Yeah, it was oh, Johnny Cash. I said Frank Sinatra. You know what I meant. Corey came up, man. Corey came up. I'm sorry. Huh? Corey gonna give me later. Like you let that one slide. I know, right? <laughs> No, he'll get he'll get on me. But yeah, that's the thing. Do, do not let those music like pay Jim Johnson his money, his royalties. You know, I think that, that's the thing about Keith Lee. I know Brian can't stand him, but you know, <laughs> I, Keith Lee comes to the main roster at the music wise the worst time because they was in transition, and he was like, "Y'all about the music? Let me worry about that." <laughs> Keith Lee's music been changed like eight different times in six weeks now. I'm like, because <laughs> they had to, they could, they got rid of CFO, so they didn't want to, you know, yeah. it's a money thing. Money thing. Why man. do you hate Keith Lee so bad, man? What did he do? Man. Did he not give you an autograph? <laughs> oh man, I think I feel like he just let me down, man. Like again, he let the bigger guy down. I'm like, dude. Mark Henry gave him the nod. Said he brings back big man magic, though. Right. You ain't listening to Uncle Mark. <laughs> Big man tragic. Oh, 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 speaking of Mark Henry, since I got y'all here, I want to know what do y'all think as far as Mark Henry and Booker T? There's a lot of saying that people feel like they are gatekeeping. Um, you know, me personally, I didn't like Booker T saying what he said about Sasha Banks and Naomi. I understand he was asked, I just felt that in this time frame where we want to see more black people come together um i feel like we need to come together more than we ever have needed to before i didn't like to see what booker t was doing right there 
That was my issue. Um, how do y'all feel about that? I mean, they were calling good. Booker T a coon. <laughs> huh? The way he, they was calling Booker T a coon because of the way he was acting. Yeah, I heard a lot You're of people degrading a black woman, but you say that a white woman had the same similar attitude, but you said that you like kind of you know, pace it out and give her time. But I just felt like what he was doing and what he was saying, it was just like, it was just, I understand you want to be real, but you can be real, but you don't have to be disrespectful with it. You know, that no, was just my thing. keeping it real goes wrong. Just let's say it that way. We're keeping it yeah, real. It, some things are left at the barbershop. Barbershop gets certain things. Media gets certain things. And right. guess what? I, I'm not... 100% okay with his opinion because guess what? That's his opinion. I can't take him off of that. But that man supposed to have a whole conversation with her if that's what he really felt like. And to mm-hmm. take it national, nah, man, I wasn't, nah. I wasn't cool with Book. You know, I, I know Book, that Book, um, there's some things you got to have conversation. You got to be able to protect the the integrity. And I know you want to keep it real. Um, but at the same time, you, you know people are watching you. And you know people are listening to you. Um, and people have you're influential in the business. Um, you're a Hall of Famer two times. You know what I'm saying? There's some things that you whisper in the ear that you don't put out in public. That's just that's my how, and that's how I felt as far as Naomi was concerned, considering how close he is with her husband. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and I just hope that you know moving forward, you know, and Mark Henry, I know he had the issue with Leo Rush. Anybody who knows me knows that. Not a big Leo Rush fan. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, I, I've seen, you know, I've just, I've seen things for myself. But, mm-hmm. you know, even, you know, with that, I was looking forward. I don't think the confrontation ever happened on the radio. But again, that's something else. Like, did the world need to know that he went up to him and asked him backstage, do we have a problem? I don't think so. It was that one was timing because I think at the time Leo was looking for stuff to get, and like I said, I don't know him personally. I've met him a couple times, talked to him a couple times, but I think at the time he had been released from WWE, trying to keep himself relevant mm-hmm. uh, because the album was getting ready to drop and all this other stuff. And, then, I mean, yeah. and you know, and he has valid points, but again, it's timing and what could get the the world talking about me when I bring this up. I think some things. After said and done, shouldn't be brought up unless you guys are getting ready to go out in the middle of the street. I think you should be able to call each other. Cause y'all had they had each other's numbers. Call each other and talk about it. Don't need to go on Twitter, or Facebook, or whatever else social media to get fans behind and have us take opinion, take take sides. I don't know why people like to bring realistic problems to social media. Social media is yeah. fake. Not everybody lives the life that they live on social media. Yeah. So if these people that you that you say that are your friends that you're close with, or even if you have like a, a situation with them, it should never reach social media. This is where a lot more problems come in. Like you said, people start to bring in their own opinions and how they feel about it. Oh, I agree with this person. I agree with this person. This person wrong and all this and that. When simply you can just pick up the phone. You have these people's number. Why are you on social media? I don't like why. Why go on social media when you have their number? You can FaceTime them, Oval, whatever it is that everybody got or something. You know, you can call these people. I mean, I don't know Android. I don't know what they got. You know, I don't. I don't know. You know, go to Clubhouse. Listen, Clubhouse. I'm not going to even get on that topic because 
<laughs> Brian, you what on air? I don't. <laughs> Listen, Clubhouse. It, Clubhouse is a networking. It's a networking app where you can meet other people in your field. As long mm-hmm. as you don't go into those raunchy rooms where you can hear people moaning, that's the only thing I do not expect you to go into. Yeah, that's. I that's am so crazy. serious. Do not go in there. You <laughs> may see me in there, but don't go in there. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> but yeah, like I don't know why people bring this to social media. Like it's 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 crazy when you got that number. Mm-hmm. Just call it. Yeah, but uh, as we get very close, uh, everybody plug yourself. Ladies first. Okay, so my name is Drian Santana. You can find me on Instagram at Santana Muse, and you can find me on Twitter at Drian Santana. And she writes well, like writes phenomenal <laughs> articles. So you make sure you check them out. She'd be you. you can check me out at Glenn Thomas on Twitter. Don't have an Instagram, but check me out on Twitter at Real Glenn Thomas. Uh, wrestling news, uh, man, we, we talk about it all. Um, if you're into Ready to Love, check that out. <laughs> if you're into Meredith First Time, check that out. If you're into pro wrestling, check that out as well. Real Glenn Thomas. I am annoying on Twitter, and I know I am, but you see you see the name, Brian A. Lion, and I'm going to steal something from my other fellow Brian up there. Starting January 1st, 2021, my podcast will be changed to the unscripted podcast with Brian C. I'm going to use my middle initial going forward, dang it. Listen, that was the one of the first coolest things I met about you. I was like, he uses his middle initial. And I was like, I never thought that I should use mine, but I am using my middle initial next year. I'm using it. We'll see what had happened was, you know, uh, football fans know there's a Brian Waters, former all-pro offensive lineman, former man of the year, so... I just wanted to make sure, believe it or not, somebody sent a picture to one, my Facebook page. was like, hey, I met you at a game. And they sent me a picture of them and that Brian Waters. I'm like, no, <laughs> not me. I'm not a billionaire. Um, and I don't have a Super Bowl ring. But that's nice. So uh, I was like, you know, and then when I was working at ESPN, they had with your email address, it was your first name, middle initial, last name at ESPN.com. So that's when I was like, you know what? Let me just add the H. And my father's, my middle name is my father's first name. So um, thank God he's still here. So I take him with me everywhere I go. So he like it, of course. Gotcha. That's what's up. <laughs> but folks, y'all know, find us here at the Wrestling Realm, at Wrestling Realm. We're coming up on 10 years. Shout out to the real Dwayne Allen. If you look on the social media pages, you'll see the uh, first peek at the graphic for next year. 2021 will be 10 years of the wrestling realm. So we have a lot of stuff coming your way. I'll give you uh, one hint. You want to know how it got started? You want to know all the um, hills and valleys we went through? Stay tuned because you'll get an insight on that. the show will be back sometime in January. I'm having this. I'm, I know it won't be the first week because uh, guess what? I want to play PlayStation. So it's been a long, <laughs> stressful weeks. So I'm going to play some PlayStation on Wednesday nights when wrestling go off uh, for a few weeks. And, you know, I will be on the Black Wrestling Podcast uh, coming up. So make sure you guys check me out there. Haven't decided yet. I may or may not go live uh, after the uh TLC because that is coming up Sunday. So Sunday. we'll see. I'll see how I feel. Um 
You know, it also depends how long this uh, Washington football team game goes when they play the Seattle Seahawks. Hopefully it's a short game so I can get home. So until the next time, folks, I'm Brian H. Waters. Thank you for three seasons of Break It Down with Brian H. So long, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Break It Down with Brian H. Hit the subscribe button and turn on the bell so you get notified every time the Wrestling Realm posts new content. All right.